Uh, we're going to be reading this morning a familiar text because, you know, it's on Sunday. And um, if you want to know where you're at in the Christian calendar, we got a lovely one right on the wall over there. You can go check it out and see where you're at in here. This morning, uh, we're going to be reading the Mark 11 version, so buckle up. Um, shortest gospel in the book. And uh, yeah, I'm going to read out chapter 11, verse 1. It's in your handout. It's not in your handout. It's in your heart. When they were approaching Jerusalem, Jesus and his home people, at Bethpage in Bethany near the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt, code word for donkey, uh, that has never been ridden. How do you know that? Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Just say this. The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. And as they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, what are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, and they threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This is the word of the Lord. I'm going to try to adjust what's going on here. Lower my, you know, I've just got like a dangly little guy here. I don't know what's supposed to, supposed to be happening here. We're just going to roll it. Okay, so, um... Here we are this morning. It's Palm Sunday, uh, right? And, um, yeah. Do you guys ever, uh, we were talking about politics, and um, you ever wonder what, like, what the right context like is? Like, when are we supposed to talk about politics? You ever wonder that? Like, in what scenario, in what friendship, in what setting, right, is it actually, like, yeah, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Only things. Um, only things, oh, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny over the years that Emily and I have gotten a good bit of feedback off and on about, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, talking about politics in the church. And it's usually one of my favorite topics, right? And, uh, you know, and, and a part of me can't help but wonder, right, culturally, if, if we're, you know, if one of the reasons that we're in the state that we're in culturally is because the church has actually for so long not talked about politics, right, in a, in a, in a, in a way. So anyway, but my response is usually something along the lines of how political Jesus is and how political the Gospels are and how much is really going on there, right? There's no escaping the politics of it all because... Politics matter, right? Uh, it literally 
is about how we do life together, right? That's what polity is. That's what politics are, right? And the church has a lot of things to say about how we do life together, uh, right? And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot to say here. And so Palm Sunday, we call this Palm Sunday, uh, but it's really a very, um, it's a very political day for the people of God. Uh, Jesus, um, there's just so much going on. Jesus comes in in this sort of inaugural parade, right? Um, Jesus, this was Jesus' first time, uh, you know, time 2,000 years ago. He decided he was running for president, and uh, at least that's what everyone else thought, uh, right, in the text. And, and, but he, he, was, he wasn't the kind of ruler that anyone was expecting him to be, right? It, it wasn't that sort of thing. Uh, but the, you know, so here the context is, right, you, you know it, the Israelites, um, the, the people of God, the Jews, were there, and they're under, they're under Rome, right? They're under the oppression of Caesar, right? And they're just in this very life, right? It's a new, the new captivity, the new version of captivity, right? And the foreign rule, the boots on their neck, and, and, and they needed saved. Are you with me? Uh, and so they cry, Hosanna, they cry, save us, right? Save us. And Jesus is, is coming into Jerusalem, right, this Passover, and they're saying, Hosanna, right? Somebody say, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna right? <laughs> save us, Lord, save us from our oppression. Hasn't this and isn't this always our prayer, right? Uh, and so um, palms were thrown down, Right? Uh, this was a this was actually a politically charged move. Boom! It's something that they would they would do uh, right. These palm branches, right? This was a, this was an act. Uh, this was like saying like you are our king because this is what we do when kings come is take these palm branches, this this sign of royalty, and we lay this out. Right? Jesus goes and finds this colt, this donkey. Right? And uh, it, was, it, it was known, right, when a, when a king came into town, he's either going to be riding a steed, right, a war horse, uh, or if he's coming in peace, he's going to be on a donkey, right? He's going to be donkey style. And, uh, and so Jesus, again, right, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's like, go find me a donkey, Right? There's going to be one around the corner. Right? Hasn't been ridden. Right? Give me that one. You know, he knows what he's doing. Right? And then uh, along with all these things, they're name dropping. Right? They're saying, aren't you the one in the line of David? Right? Aren't you the one? Right? They say, um, our, our com the coming kingdom of our ancestor, David. Right? The next David. The big next big David. Right? And so this is, this, is, this is a supercharged political moment for the people there, right? In, in, in David's heyday, right, his, his turf was ten times the size of Jerusalem, right? It was the biggest uh, kingdom period in his day, right? It was just massive, right? Palm Sunday is just this big political arena as Jesus rode into Jerusalem for Passover of all times. And so the Jewish elite right? They're like, they're, they're sweating blood, right? They're just like, they're furious. And the Romans are like, what's about to happen? They're putting their hands to their swords. 
And then all the brothers, the Jewish brothers and sisters are like in the streets with their palms crying out, save us, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest. And so it was almost inevitable that by the end of this week, someone was going to end up on a cross. Right? Are you with me? And the, the Jewish elites were like, it ain't going to be us. And so there was this just charged moment. And so, but today, right? Today we look back and it's, and it's hindsight. And uh, we, we celebrate Palm Sunday, but in a very different way. Uh, right? We, we've got a little contextualness going on, right? Um, right? It's, it's a little different for us as the people of God today because maybe we understand more. We, we see more and we, we can sort of look back and we know that's not right, what Jesus was coming to do in the way that they thought he was coming to do it, right? Hindsight, you know, is, uh, you know, it's about love. Hindsight is love 2020. And, uh, and, and we, we get a little more context. And so um, what the people of Jerusalem in that time, you know, maybe didn't understand, Jesus was coming to save them, right? And, and Jesus, God does continually hear our cries, right? All the way back to Moses, right? I hear the cries of the people, right? He's hearing the cries, but it's not the kind of, uh, salvation that they expected, right? But somehow today, um, somehow today we still do this. Somehow today we still put these line, uh, uh, line of David expectations on uh, Jesus, right? These King David expectations on Jesus. Even though it's like, we know what we know. We've all got the Gospels collecting dust on our bed stands, you know, it's like, we know, but somehow we still, we still put these things, like, these, these expectations onto Jesus, right? Jesus gave us chapters and chapters about love and grace and peace and being near the poor and giving refuge to the sinner, and yet, all we seem to be able to talk about in the church is when God is coming to drop the hammer. That's what we want to talk about. Like there's so like so much is written. Like it's it's just like can we talk about anything else? We love to talk about that. But there are chapters and chapters. The meek will inherit the earth, love your enemies, the kingdom is small. It's like a little bit of seed it grows and you have refuge. All of that. And what we took, what we took, power! Almighty! Right? So big. So big. Right? This is, this is what we, all of our songs, you know, the whole thing, right? Who's in the house? JC, kicking it for Christ. Right? I love Carmen. Uh, yeah. It's like, that's, that's, you know, man, that sells some albums. Right? It's no wonder we had to curate the gospel message. Jesus wasn't doing it right. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have, like, what do we need here? We need a rapture theology. Anybody got one of those? Uh, you know, we, need to, we need to turn the gym to see it differently, right? Because otherwise, we would have to live differently. So our gospel is probably going to have to become a little more ethereal. It's going to have to adapt a little bit, right? Woo-hoo! Right? We need a big God. We need a mountain mover. We need a chain breaker. I like that song. It's not bad. You know, I, I don't know. 
I think God's the one who put the mountains there in the first place. Right? I mean, God can move mountains. Right? And, and not that God isn't powerful. But, but who has Jesus come to show us who Jesus is? What's this whole Palm Sunday thing about? Like, why, why the donkey? Why the whole thing? How, how did it go and get where it got? Yeah. Jesus didn't find his way to the cross just a foot stomp death in the eye. Right. Just so that you and I can kick back and watch Friday Night Lights again tonight and for the rest of our lives. But Jesus went to a cross and found his way to a cross so that his disciples might also find their way to a cross. Because that's what we do. We follow our rabbi. Jesus comes and reveals what the true authority looks like. And it tends not to look like power over the other, right? It tends not to be that big. It tends to be vulnerable. It tends to lay down its life for the other. Are you with me? And in its smallness, as it happens, in its smallness, receives the whole thing back again. Inherits the whole thing back again. The secret to having freedom, my flock, is that you would follow me in a new way of behaving even while you are in foreign fields. Are you with me this morning? And so salvation is not necessarily about going somewhere else, right? Or gaining a powerful salvific status in the world, but it's about carrying your cross right here. And so for us today to shout Hosanna is that we confess that we have and follow a Savior who is doing a new thing in a new kind of kingdom, that there's a certain kind of politics that we as a church have to talk about. Give to Caesar what is Caesar's. I mean, there's so much going on in there, right? You know, in, in John, they use this term, son of God, son of man. And that's just, that, all that is is political language. That's actually what they call Caesar. And, and for them to, to call Jesus that, it's, man, it's just a writing on the wall. Right, he's throwing it. Jesus is so sneaky, guys. Um, so Jesus rides his donkey in. It's kingly style. It's coming, uh, he's coming in for Passover. Of all times, Jews everywhere have gathered for this sacred time to remember how God delivered them from that original Egyptian oppression, right? And, uh, and so to say that today, to say that God is still delivering his people, except we're seeing it from a much higher altitude. Right? There's a much higher altitude for God so loved the whole world. Right? God is doing a new thing and it's about everyone. Right? And that's kind of the um, that's kind of the scandal, I guess, a bit of Palm Sunday. Is that is that Jesus um, he wasn't just hearing the cries of Hosanna in the street, but he also came for those ironically plotting his murder. Uh, for those who had their hands on their swords, waiting right, to see what was going to happen. There's this posture and this thread of love woven through the whole thing. This entire Holy Week this week. Keep your eyes open. Right? Salvation. It's coming to all. There's this posture, right? From the, from the donkey, loved by its creator, to the children, crying to the to to Judas, who who sits there with Jesus and breaks bread with him at the table to the soldier who gets his ear locked off on Thursday night, 
right? And Jesus has it right back on, you know? The whole thing, everyone, all, whether they know it or not, whether they know not what they do, right? Everyone, all, the whole, the whole shebang. And so what does it mean that this week um, is a time for us to put our hands on our hearts, Lord, <laughs> and reconnect with our Savior um, in this way? Um, you know, and not, and not the Jesus that we've theology, theologized him to be. Make that word up. But the Jesus that he shows us that he is. Um, yeah, sorry, that got real preachy, the whole thing. So, um, what does it mean this morning that, that in this, this, this new nation, this kingdom of heaven nation, we wave a different kind of flag? Right? To a different kind of king, right? A different kind of polity, a polity about love and goodness. Um, you know, recently, a few weeks ago, Emily and I were at a mutual friend's uh, baby shower. And some of you guys know them. But um, long story short, they had some other families, members who were there, some aunts and uncles. And wouldn't you know it, and then I get just in this like lockdown conversation with this uncle at the bonfire. And uh, like hours after the baby shower's over, our kids are like, please, Lord, let us go home, you know. <laughs> go play. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy having adult conversations. Uh, and uh, because it was so fascinating. Because it's very infrequently that you get to talk with someone who is, is on the other side of the aisle from you, who, uh, for the most part, who is just open. Uh, especially, I'm going to say, uh, don't hang me for this one, especially say people in his age bracket, uh, right, who are just open to, like, they don't got to agree with you, but you can have a wonderful conversation. And uh, this particular person had been in very high-profile political arenas throughout his life, and um, had, had been in a room with some very powerful people, quote, and had, had also said uh, in his current role, he was pretty much over in a capacity most of the prisons in Tennessee. And uh, so it's kind of like, wow, this is kind of a person here. And uh, we, we were having just this wonderful conversation. And uh, it just went on for a long time. And, and we, we were kind of getting into some things, uh, like we do, mostly like Emily does, and I'm just like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> and uh, I can say something here. Nope, can't get in. Uh, and, and I noticed that he had said something here, and, that, and then everything else was kind of unpacking around this one thought about who we are as people. And, and so I kind of stopped and well, yeah, when I got a turn and said, you know, earlier you, I realized what you were saying is that the justice system, the way everything works and the way that you believe, it all stems from this belief that you have and that probably most of us have experienced. 
that we're all really guilty until proven innocent. That we're all inherently bad people, right? Not good people, right? Uh, right? This is a familiar narrative for us as the people of God, that, that our story began at a fall, right? And I said, I really, I don't think I believe that. I think our story began where we're created in the image of a good God. And I think people are inherently good. And I think people need to be reminded of that. And, and I think there's a lot of people who've never been told that and, and never been shown any of that, right? It's a completely different starting place. Because you see everything and all your work changes when someone says, you are good, you are good, you are good, right? Uh, and so he was like, who are you people? Right? <laughs> What's your church? Anyway. You ain't heard of it. Uh, and it's a fascinating conversation. And we kind of went from there. Because Emily had been saying, like, Emily had been saying, you know, uh, politics is broken, man. The system's down. You know? And it's not like all these, like, the sanctity of life is in the can. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And, and uh, you know, it's not, this is not, it's not working toward the betterment. Our government is not working toward the betterment, right, of, of, of the collective. Like, you got it. Yeah. He was like, he was like, uh, that's not why government exists. And uh, we're like, what are you talking about? He was like, government doesn't exist for the betterment of humanity. Government exists to keep the order. And like, oh shoot, he's right, right? Our government, right? That's like, this is guy who's been in the room, you know what I'm saying? He was a lobbyist. Uh, and, oh wow, the whole thing, the whole system, right? Yeah, 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 it's about the order. It's, 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 a, it's a totally different thing, isn't it? Fascinating conversation to keep the order. Anyway, coincidentally, right? I'm sure that's what Rome was saying as well, weren't they? We're just keeping the order, man. You know what I'm saying? Jesus comes and shows us that there is no order outside a love order. Are you with me? This morning, a, a laying down our life for the other because all were made in the image of of God. But what kind of nation, what kind of nation waves that flag? Are you with me? <laughs> what kind of nation waves that flag uh, this morning? So may you this morning, may you be a part of this Palm Sunday. May you know that you are good. May you receive a Savior who's doing something new in you something new in the world and may you participate in that and may you know who your King Jesus is this morning um, I want to pray and the kids are going to march down here in a second Josh is going to come and we're going to have a parade and it's going to be off the chain um, so um, yeah yeah let's pray this morning Josh, I'm not going to meet you. This is so good upstairs, you know, but you can go ahead and get ready, you know. <laughs>
Quadrado. Taking this money for this thing that we call the Christian calendar. That we actually <laughs> may seem redundant, but we just keep talking about these things. Because this story continues to shape us. We continue to somehow turn another corner and see a word and that thing pierce and change our lives. Or we think of it as mirrored as for Palm Sunday, God. Help us to be a political people, a good people who proclaim a different sort of kingdom even somehow while we exist within this ulterior kingdom over here, Lord. Help us to be the people of God in our world. Help us to wave a different kind of flag this morning as we wave our palms and we cry out for salvation this morning. We do cry out for salvation this morning. We give you thanks in your name. Amen.